Blog Talk Radio. Happy holidays, animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I'm glad to know that the hustle and bustle of the holidays hasn't kept you so busy that you don't have time to tune in. You know, the holiday season truly does bring out the best, and unfortunately the worst, in people. Everyone must be on guard to protect themselves from scam artists that prey on those getting into the spirit of the season. Some of those scams involve animals. To help you determine what's legit and what's not, I've invited Derek Huntington, the president-elect for the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association, to the program. Then, after our halftime break, our very special pet place veterinarian, Dr. Bernadine Cruz, will be visiting with us and sharing some great tips for keeping our pets out of danger during the holidays, which, believe it or not, is one of the most treacherous times of the year for animals. So keep your radios parked here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back momentarily. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining me now is Derek Huntington, the President-Elect for the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association. Good morning, Derek. How are you? Very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, and man, that is a long title. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. So what exactly is the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association? Sure. Um, Well, it's an organization, a worldwide organization, um, where we are members um, and we take care of international pet travel for the general public, um, and we come together to find out the best ways to help animals get around the world safely, humanely, um, and in the best way possible. Oh, that's wonderful. And do you do national shipping also, or is this just international animal transport? Actually, we do both. Um, There's... uh, Lots of shippers both here in the States and then, of course, worldwide. Oh, that's very good. What do you do exactly to ensure that a pet is safe and comfortable as it travels from one location to another? Sure. Um, well, for instance, we do, like ourselves, we do a lot of international shipping. We help clients get out of the States or back into the States, you know, based on their work. Um, so they're relocating for that. And we often tell them to the best ways to prep are exposure to different types of things, getting them used to the crates, getting them used to people, um, getting them um, used to traveling in a car, um, to get them used to all these different sounds and different uh, things that they're going to experience. Because air travel is, is a very stressful um, way to travel, but we can make it very easy by exposing animals to them ahead of time. Okay. And I could imagine some of those international flights are long. How do animals do on flights like that? They do pretty well. Um, We always try to schedule routes for pets that are going to be best for them. So if there are routes that are very long, while you may think it's better to keep them on one flight and get them there quickly, it's not necessarily the best way to go. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's better to get them a break halfway through the trip. 
Okay, um, that makes sense. So they yeah, can so get they can out. get out exactly. Of course, you can't get the kitties out or <laughs> or a bird or anything like that, right? <laughs> well, actually, you can, depending upon where you're stopping. You want to stop at at, at a port okay. or an airport that has an animal facility. Oh, okay. And then you have people who are expert in handling them to make sure they don't get loose and get exactly. lost. That would be a tragedy. <laughs> exactly right. And that's exactly what we look for. So like I said, you know, while it may seem better for a long route to get it done in one shot, it's not always better because you want to get the animals some water, they need a break to go to the bathroom, to get out of the crate, mm-hmm. exercise, things okay. like that. Well, that, that's great. And I, I wanted to get that background information in before I asked you some questions that are actually a little bit disturbing. I, sure. I understand that this is the time of year that a lot of people fall victim to pet scams where international shipping is involved. And I was wondering if you could talk to our listeners about that. Sure, absolutely. And it is. It's very disturbing because it seems to be a trend that is growing. And it's becoming very frustrating in a lot of ways for pet shippers and, of course, the clients who are actually looking to uh, relocate or get their pets that they have purchased. Um, So one of the things that does happen is um, us as shippers, we get scammed as well. So it's not just a consumer issue. We can get scammed as well. So you're Uh, talking about, like, for example, I get emails all the time from people who say they have these beautiful bulldog puppies and they just can't keep them and somebody uh, died and and even though they're worth thousands of dollars, they're willing to let them go for $100. Exactly. And what do you do? How do you know if these things are real or not? What if somebody says, yeah, I'm going to do that? What's usually the story? Um. Yeah, and we see this a lot. So it, there's some, the old adage of buyer beware, and if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so you have to be very careful and do some homework. Um, and a lot of ways you can do that is just by following up on it um, and asking simple questions. And a lot of times these folks that are trying to scam don't want to be bothered with it because obviously they're getting caught. Right. Um, so checking references, for instance, you want to, find out if this is a reputable person, and you can do this online. You can find uh, from different uh, shelters and things like that. Other breeders that um, are in the business may know something about that. Um, We also recommend people get um, contracts, Um, ask for a contract, something written, some some proof that this is a real issue. Um, And a lot of times when people start asking questions, these scammers disappear. Ah, And it does become too good to be true. And you want to ask a lot of questions first. Don't instantly give in to the story um, because it is oftentimes not correct. Okay. And and another red flag would be if this person is in China or some other international location. Exactly. And uh, they're, they're supposedly from the United States, but they've temporarily gone somewhere, and that's Coincidentally, where all the puppies are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly right. You are so right. So what would you suggest to somebody who who really does want to adopt a pet for the holidays and forever, because, of course, a pet isn't just for the holidays. Exactly. What are some tips in, in how somebody can find a reputable person who has a pet that needs to be placed? One of the things you can do, um, of course, if you're – it depends upon the situation, truthfully, because, you know, if you're within the States, let's say, in the United States, I always recommend to people that if you're looking for a dog, look for one or a breeder that is near you. 
one that you can actually get to and speak to and see where the animals are kept, ask questions about how they're raised and how long the person's been in the business of uh, taking care of animals and breeding them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is one step. You want to definitely ask those kinds of questions and, and be able to see things for yourself. Um, that is my biggest recommendation that you can do. And better still, you could go to a shelter or rescue nearby and, and check out all the animals there because they're the exactly. ones who really need to have a home. I'm sure exactly you know, right. the cute little purebred adorable puppies are always going to find a place, but the, the animals in shelters and rescues, they they would love to have a home, and they always seem so grateful to get one, too. Exactly, and you should, that should be your number one place to go, I believe. Now, I know that some people go online to PetFinder.com and, and other rescue organization websites, and they find animals. Let's say they they have a, a special breed that they're looking for, but they want to use a rescue. And oftentimes, the more obscure the breed that you want, the further away the rescue organization might be. True. So let's say I wanted to get a Labradoodle, and the closest one available to me was in Canada, for okay. example. And I check the references and make sure it's a legitimate rescue, and they treat the animals correctly, and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. How would I go about arranging shipment from Canada, for example, to Southern California? Sure. One of the best ways you can uh, get this accomplished is uh, uh, going to IPATA, or the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association's website, um, where all the pet shippers that are members are listed. And you can find a pet shipper based on the country of where you are or where the puppy is in this case and get um, some professional help from the um, pet shipper that is there. Okay. And they can be talk to you and and alert you to the process of getting your pets shipped. By any chance, do you know if these shippers have online evaluations where somebody can look up and see what other clients have said about the the whole process so that they can kind of shop around and find one that they feel really comfortable with? Um, A lot of uh, pet shippers will have their own testimonials that they'll post on their website, and I have I've received myself where clients will ask us, do you have any references that you can share? Um, And one of the things we do is if people are willing to give a reference, we will ask them uh, if we can use their name um, and have our future clients, if they ask, we can uh, send them an email or a phone number if the client is willing to give it. Um, and they can ask questions to see how the process went. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. Do the shippers have to go through any kind of screening process to become members of IPATA? Yes, we have a um, a membership process. Um, there is, an, you know, if you want to become a pet shipper, you should be obviously within the pet industry and understand what it is uh, involved with pet shipping overall. Um, when you apply to become a member, there is a... Um, evaluation process of the application. Um, we are um, beginning, or have begun, I should say. Um, there's the IATA, which is the International Air Transportation Association's um, training course that pet shippers are able to take. Um, and IATA is a governing agency of everything airlines and air travel. Okay. Um, so they go over all the regulations and everything that needs to be considered to transport pets um, humanely and safely uh, worldwide. So these are steps that we have um, implemented to 
have a basic standard of um, education for uh, future pet shippers. Excellent. So at www.ipata.org, you could click on Find a Shipper, and if you know the name of the shipper and they're not listed in the directory, then they're not a member and they probably haven't gone through the, the educational process and, and all the good stuff that we're hoping that they will have gone through to make sure pets are safe and sound. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've given us some great advice about what to watch out for for pet scams, and it's a shame we have to watch out for people like that at all, but I'm glad you were able to let the Pet Place listeners know all about it. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I do want to, if I can, just say one more quick word about the pet scams is that if people have been scammed themselves on the iPaddle website, there is a link right on the homepage that um, links you to organizations that help track these folks down to stop them from what they're doing. Oh, outstanding. I'm Um, glad you were able to squeeze that in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was very, very important. So I wanted to make sure that is there. So if you do go to that website, our website, and you'll see that right on the homepage, and you'll see all the different agencies worldwide, not just here in the United States, that handle these scammers and try to shut them down. Excellent. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. It's time for our halftime break, but don't go away because when we return, Dr. Bernadine Cruz will be stopping by to talk about holiday safety. This and more on the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt, and our favorite veterinarian and longtime friend at the Pet Place is joining us now. It's Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Good morning, and welcome back. Good morning, Marie. It's always a pleasure. Well, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday in uh, Southern California. I know we've had some crazy weather from sunny to rainy to sunny to rainy, and, and you're having a good time with it. I'm actually enjoying it. We're having to be a little bit cautious with our uh, little animal friends because they're not used to it. Sometimes these poor kids, the Southern California dogs that aren't used to rain, get a little bit stuffed up on their bowels, shall we say, because they look outside going, "Uh uh-uh, it's raining. I'm not going out there. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Funny that you mentioned that because our, our producer, Mike... As a dog, he's having that exact issue, and we're going to try and tackle that next week. (laughs) Good luck. I'm glad it's not Mike that's having the issues. That's good. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, let's see. Let's change the subject really fast and talk about the holidays. (laughs) It is a marvelous time, and it's such a time for pets to get into trouble. Uh-oh. Uh, there's everything that's out there because we think this is so much fun, and it is. You, know, you decorate and you put these things out there, and, of course, the animals are curious, like, ooh, what's that? Uh-huh. So we put out uh, scented candles. And if you have a cat, for instance, sometimes dogs seem to be more cats, that all of a sudden start seem to have hairballs. It's like, is it really a hairball or maybe it's kitty asthma? Uh-oh. So, yep, the scented candles that we put out or the other scented things, the potpourri, or even the Christmas tree that comes in. Uh-huh. Those can all be sources of wonderful scents for us, but a lot of irritation for those little lungs of our pets. Yeah, it's also pretty dangerous to birds, too, isn't it? Um, they are, Teflon seems to be the thing. So if you're cooking and you are going to be using Teflon, make sure you're a better cook than some of us who <laughs> burn things, because when you burn Teflon-coated cookware, it has to be very high heat. 
then it releases toxins. So the old-fashioned canary in a mine, well, it can kill these little guys because their lungs are so sensitive. Right, right. Well, and that would be a tragedy, especially uh-huh. with some of the parrots that, that we have. They live, you know, 75, 85 years, so uh-huh. they're firmly embedded into the family. And so to lose one maybe 45 years old or 50 years old, that would just be just a tragedy. Horrid. And things like that sometimes happen because you just don't think ahead. Um, people bringing over gifts. You have a, a nice uh, holiday function, and they bring you over that box of chocolates. And you oh, thank you so much, and you hide it under the tree, and you mm-hmm. open it later. Our dogs, in particular, have noses that are amazing. <laughs> and even if it's in the back of the tree and you didn't even think about it and they mm-hmm. never did it before, all of a sudden you come home and here's your box of Godiva chocolates all scattered around. None of the chocolates, just the box. Just the wrappers, yeah. <laughs> and depending if they give you the really good stuff, the mm-hmm. dark chocolate, which is you know good for us, our health, mm-hmm. for dogs it is just tragic. Milk chocolate doesn't have much of the theobromine, that's the toxic agent, but the dark chocolate has a lot of it. Or if you're baking, mm-hmm. um, that has a lot. So you have to be so, so careful get it out of the way so your pets aren't getting into it. So it might be good to let people know as they're walking in with gifts, because you don't know what's inside, mm-hmm. just say if there's anything in there like chocolate or something that our pet shouldn't have, let's put this way up here and not under the tree. Or one of those wonderful rum cakes. You know, some of these rum cakes are pretty high proof. Like, Uh-oh. Don't, get, don't get near the fireplace or it's going to go poof on you. <laughs> but the dogs go, oh, this smells good. Uh-huh. So they can eat that and get drunk and sometimes get quite ill. Or oh. if you're baking bread, mm-hmm. they eat the raw dough. It continues to ferment in their abdomen, Ooh. making alcohol. And that can really be dangerous, too. So there's all sorts of yummy things that we have around that can just have horrible consequences. In in all the years that you've been practicing, what has been the craziest holiday emergency that you've ever dealt with? Probably one of the saddest ones, and I didn't really expect it was going to happen. They had had a ham for dinner. It was Christmas dinner, and they allowed the dog to chew on the ham bone. Mm-hmm. Well, you think that shouldn't be a problem. But it broke into such teeny, teeny little pieces. It was a bulldog. Just nod, nod, nod. Didn't break off any big pieces. Just nod on it for hours. Well, a cooked bone changes its protein matrix. So instead of being, well, you think dogs out in the wild eat bones. Mm-hmm. Well, this broke into like little shards of glass. Mm. Just cut the heck out of the intestinal tract. Oh. So that's a real problem. And then, yes, every once in a while that pet will eat the ornament that's hanging on the tree. So the best thing to do if you're going to have a Christmas tree, if you have especially a young, active cat or dog, Mm -hmm. is to have the ornaments either up high, secure the tree to the wall, which looks a little bit strange, but it's much better than having a toppled-down timber in the middle of the night. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you have to think ahead of the worst possible things and then triple your efforts on top of that because, oh, they are amazing. Well, I have a cat who loves to chew on the the little ribbons, the curl ribbon. Oh, yeah. And will chew those right off of the packages. Unfortunately, we've never had a problem as far as a trip to the emergency room because everything comes out the other side okay. <laughs> but I tell you, I think this curling ribbon can be quite, quite dangerous. Can it cause some kind of blockage? Or, Omri, you're totally right. 
it was probably about a month ago, and it was curly ribbon not being used for Christmas yet, but a, a package that this client had put together, wasn't really paying attention to it. And her kitty just a couple of days later, not paying attention, just really seemed kind of ill. Long and short of the story, the cat had swallowed this curly ribbon, it was stuck under its tongue, went all the way through the stomach, down to the appendix. That's a long, long distance. Wow. I had to surgically go in. It was a four-hour procedure, making seven different cuts into the intestines to pull out all of this string that had started acting like a wire cutting through the intestines. So, yes. Um, everyone knows which packages come from my house because none of them have ribbons and the boxes all have these little holes in them from the cats chewing on the box. <laughs> Bad cat. Oh, man. Yeah, we don't put ribbons on ours anymore either. We kind of learned our lesson. But when people come over, they drop off presents and, and they have the ribbons. And, and you hate to be rude and say, well, I'm going to take this off. That is so pretty. Here, let me put it over here. Yeah. <laughs> I love saving these over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it's a week before. <laughs> and some people, you know, are trying to really watch their diet. So mm-hmm. they will have unsweetened treats that they're eating for themselves. And xylitol is a substance that a lot of people are now using in several of the no sugar treats and candies, et cetera, that we have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just even having that in your purse, again, those dog noses are amazing. We'll get into it and, you know, ingest it, and that can just cause irreversible damage to livers. So oh, no. you have to be so careful. Get those purses, either hide them in the closet, pick them up, get them someplace where your pet can't get to it. And any desserts with raisins, too. I understand that raisins are particularly toxic. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, raisins. And you don't really know why. It's not all dogs, but raisins and grapes can be very toxic and damage their liver, or excuse me, damage their kidneys. So the best rule of thumb is don't give your pets anything that's human food. Just give them some, some nice, healthy pet treats and let them enjoy it. And they'll like that just as much, right? Yes, and their little noses know that you're eating something fabulous for dinner, and if you want to give them something, you want to stay away from the salty things, the fatty things, the sugary things. Otherwise, you're going to be ending up at your veterinarian's in the morning or at an emergency clinic in the middle of the night, and there went that dog or cat's Christmas, or cat or bird's Christmas club fund money for next year because <laughs> you're putting it into that emergency fee. That's for sure. And what about some holiday safety tips for when people are coming over and visiting strangers, doors opening and closing? What advice can you give to our listeners? Always, that's great. Always make sure your pet has a collar with a name tag on it because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're right. They open up the door, they go scooting out the door, they get scared because all this noise is going on. If you have a pet that's maybe a little bit timid and is not too sure about people, best thing to do, hide it in the back bedroom, close the door, put a sign on the door that's saying, you know, Santa's workshop, stay out, mm-hmm. and um, just really help protect that pet because we don't want them to get scared. We don't want an accidental dog bite or cat scratch to go on or a bird to fly out the window or an iguana to escape. So all these things can happen. So identification, microchips are fabulous. And if you need to get your pet a Christmas gift and you don't know what to get them, get him pet insurance. It's a little oh, bit better than uh, underwear, yeah. but pet insurance <laughs> is a great idea. <laughs> and you can disguise it as a, a walk 
a walk at their favorite dog park or the beach or favorite place to go and and uh, say that this is your, your holiday gift. <laughs> Definitely. And they will love it because they're being with you, and that's the most important thing. Oh, it sure is. Before I let you go, is there a website that listeners can go to to get some more detailed information about the do's and don'ts of the holidays, what's toxic, what isn't toxic, and all that good stuff? A great site that I like is by the American Veterinary Medical Association. There's general pet care. There's games for the kids, how to keep them busy during the holiday break. Send them there. So it is www.avma.org. Great information. Outstanding. Dr. Cruz, thanks so much for sharing this great information with us, and I wish you a very happy holiday season. Thank you, Marie. Thank you. It's now time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewa, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Pussy and Pooch of Long Beach is hosting its 12 Days of Twinkle at their Long Beach store located at 222 East Broadway. The event runs through December 23rd and features a variety of in-store festivities, included limited-time sales, special pet social events that they call Mutt and Meow Mingles, plus pet adoptions and cheer for all. For more information, call 562-434-7700. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. You can also like us on Facebook. You'll find us listed as Pet Place Radio. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. From all of us here at the station, we wish you and yours a very happy holiday season. And don't forget, please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. (laughs) 